Ladies and gentlemen, live from the parking garage at the world-famous Palms Hotel in Las Vegas, it's Marv Cutler. <laughs> I wasn't going to give them the, <laughs> the publicity. <laughs> they well, they, don't buy any time in this show, the Palms, but they, you they owe you one. So uh, here I am, like, like in the parking garage, and the reason... And the reason I'm here is because it's the only quiet place in the in the casino, and um, uh, I'm here for um, the AT&T uh, Development Summit, and uh, I've been traveling around from party to party, and um, there's another dinner going on right now, and then there's a party going on um, when we finish uh, with the killers, uh, so it's been a, a long day, long night, and um, the funny thing, not the funny thing is, but the, the, the weirdest thing that happened to me was I've been carrying around my, my notes of what I wanted to talk about, and it's been in my... Um, it's been in my pocket and my and my my jacket, and uh, somewhere between um, the front entrance and each party, and then back to my car here, I I lost my notes. So I don't have any notes, and so I'm going to do the best I can. I get some really interesting guests coming on tonight. Um, I have a, a restaurant review, which. Um, I really can't do the review, but it's okay because I just want to mention that this restaurant uh, made number one on my national um, my national list of restaurants um, for um, for the um, uh, for the year. So uh, so I was you know I'll give you the, the the number one rating, and then my next show I'll review what I had uh, because I can't remember what I had. It's been it's been a, it's been a few weeks. So uh, I just want to mention my top three restaurants for the year nationally and and you know I travel around the country uh, reviewing restaurants and and accommodations and uh, and do these travel reports I want to I want to list the top three restaurants for the whole year and coming in at number three and uh, is um, is a wonderful wonderful restaurant in in the Boca Raton Florida it's uh, called Romano's Italian Restaurant. Now, don't get this confused with the other with the other Romano's. Uh, this is uh, just a private little restaurant, Romano's Italian Restaurant, and uh, the, the, the food is absolutely wonderful there. The service is terrific. Everybody's friendly there, and they're on Federal Highway in Boca Raton. And if you like really good Italian food, uh, like you would eat at home, this is the place, Romano's Italian Restaurant in Boca Raton on Federal Highway. Coming in at number two is a Fort Lauderdale, Florida restaurant, and it's the 15th Street Fisheries. This is uh, right on the uh, right on the uh, on the water. It's a wonderful restaurant. The food is is, is uh, incredible, and uh, the service is, is unbelievable. And um, I've got to like, um, tell you, this this is a, a terrific restaurant. The 15th Street Fisheries in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And hey, hey uh, Lee, can you give me a little drum roll here? Do you have anything that sounds like a like a drum roll? Uh, if you don't, I'll come up with um, my number one restaurant. Uh, my number one restaurant is um, uh, for the year is in San Diego, California, and it's called the Cosmopolitan. The Cosmopolitan is in 
Old Town San Diego. And it's interesting because Old Town San Diego is uh, is a Mexican-American uh, uh, area where they have all Mexican-style restaurants. And uh, they have a restaurant like the Cosmopolitan there with this, um, with this little hotel uh, um, with 11 rooms uh, from number 1 to number 10. I, I don't want to go into it because my next guest, he might know about this uh the reason why they have a uh, room number 11 and a 10-room hotel. But it's a really cozy little uh, uh, hotel. It's a beautiful uh, little hotel. I haven't stayed there, but, I, but the, the hotel is beautiful. And if you stay there and you're on one of the veranda rooms, um, there's a there's breakfast served to you out in the morning uh, outside your room. It, it's just a beautiful little place. The Cosmopolitan uh, Hotel and a restaurant. The restaurant is fabulous. And I'm going to, you know, talk about what I had uh, on my next show. But at least I want to tell you, this, there's number, they're number one um, in the country this this year. Uh, the Cosmopolitan Restaurant, and they're in um, Old Town San Diego. And it's just um, and a wonderful, wonderful restaurant, and it's a beautiful place, and the service is terrific, and the food is uh, is exceptional. The only other thing that I didn't I didn't lose while I was traveling around is um, my program here from the New Village Arts Theater. Um, I was there in, in um, Oceanside, California, and I saw uh, this year's version of uh, Plaid Tidings. And uh, you know, Plaid Tidings is um, is a takeoff from the holiday season for Forever Plaid. And what a great job these guys did! Nathan Riley, Charles Evans, Brian Banjo, and, and Connor Tibbs, and they they did such a a wonderful job with this show. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's a nice little theater. They have good shows there. So um, hopefully, you'll, when you get if you get to the Oceanside, uh, uh, actually it's not Oceanside, it's in Carlsbad, Carlsbad, California, the uh, New Village Art uh, Theater is a terrific place. Um, a new book that I'm reading. It, it's really a fun book, and I'm really enjoying it. Is a is a book by Greg Gutfeld. Greg is the um, host of Red Eye on the Fox News Channel. He's also one of the five um, uh, co-hosts and panelists on the Fox News uh, political talk show, The Five. He blogs at the Daily uh, Cut and is the author of The Bible of Unspeakable Truths. And this is uh, funny and sarcastic and to the point of, of being mean, but in a nice way. The Joy of Hate points out the true jerks in the, the society and tells them all off. So if you if you want to read, read a really fun, interesting book, uh, this is a very clever guy. Uh, uh, Glenn, uh, Greg Gutfeld is a really uh, perfect guy. He's How to Triumph Over Winers in the Age of Phony Outrage, The Joy of Hate. And uh, you can check it out at your, at your local bookstore or Amazon. But I'm, I'm sure you'll, um, you'll enjoy this book, The Joy of Hate. And um, do we have any Ghostbusters out there, Lee? We sure do, Marv, and, and we've got... Can we get a little uh, Ghostbuster music? We do, we do. It's uh, go something like this. I'm afraid of this. I hear it likes to guess. I'm afraid of this.
she just walks some more. I think you better call. Hello, I got Jonas and Tracy. Yes. Hello, Marv. How are you doing? How you doing, Jonas? Doing great. I don't know if you, I don't know if you if you listen to the beginning of the show, but I'm at I'm at a, a function for AT and T at this casino here in Las Vegas, and I've been carrying around all my notes for uh, all day in my pocket. And I'm doing the show from the car because it's the only quiet place to do the show from. And <laughs> I feel like a homeless guy here doing a show from the car. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, I lost all my notes somewhere in the in the in the casino. <laughs> all right. Well, well that's okay. So, um, but at least at least I get uh, some good guests on, and you guys are the first ones. And I know who you are. You're Jonas and Tracy from from. Uh, Ghost Augustine, right? In, in St. Augustine, Florida? That's right. right. Ghost Augustine. In uh, Augustine. Tell, tell, tell my listeners a little bit about Ghost Augustine and what you guys do. Well, uh, we've been in business since 2001. We are the original ghost store in St. Augustine. We sell ghost hunters equipment in, in St. Augustine and also all over the world online through our website, Ghost Augustine and ghosthuntersequipment.com. We, uh, we're the company behind saving the K2 EMF meter, which is uh, one of the most famous paranormal research tools. Uh, this uh, meter was made for uh, normal electrical use around the house to check for harmful high levels of electromagnetic. However, on our ghost tours that we do in St. Augustine, uh, St. Augustine, as you might be familiar with, the oldest and one of the most haunted cities in, in um, America, uh, we uh, noticed that uh, we had great results with the meter, and we convinced the K2 EMF, uh, K2 Enterprises, the manufacturer behind the meter, to keep on producing these meters, but not for the paranormal market, instead of for for electricians and for home protection use. And um, so that's uh, our finest hour there, saving the K2 EMF meter for paranormal use. And it's um, been uh, one of the biggest meters um and most useful meters, most people probably that follow the ghost shows on TV um, must have seen it on uh, ghost hunting shows. Uh, Jason and Grant. So, uh, so we do different tours also in St. Augustine. Um, we do a paranormal, paranormal investigation tour. We do um, walking ghost tours. We do a haunted pub tour even for those people who uh, need to drink to calm their nerves when they see a ghost. <laughs> And uh, one of your your, your uh, tour guides is, um, is is Tracy. Yes, yeah, Tracy does here. our paranormal investigation tour, and she also does the our hearse rides tours. We take her uh-huh. around in the hearse around the the oldest city. Yeah, and, I, uh, I took one of those hearse ride tours in San Diego. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah. I was uh, I, I took a walking tour in San Diego, and I took the uh, the the hearse. Uh, tour in San Diego. Yeah, they're uh, all over the country in different cities. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so, so Tracy, uh, also usually, uh, tell us about uh, yourself and, and how you got involved in, uh, in, in, in ghost hunting and, and what you do. Well, I got involved in ghost hunting about 12 years ago just out of personal curiosity. And um, I've worked with a couple of different uh, paranormal research groups here in Florida 
but I got involved with Ghost Augustine because I had always wanted to be a ghost tour guide, and it's the best company to work for in St. Augustine. Um, it's got the most um, interesting tours, the best quality tours that I've found, and I've worked for a couple of different companies. But the tour that I actually do, the Haunted St. Augustine tour, is an extremely exciting tour. Um, we use all sorts of paranormal equipment, the K2 meter. Um, I've seen more ghosts since I started giving the Haunted St. Augustine tour than I have ever seen in 12 years of paranormal investigation. So it's a really exciting tour here in St. Augustine. Uh huh. And um, what what are you? Um, why did you get in, involved in in uh, these ghost tours? Why 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 are you into the paranormal and uh, ghost hunting? Well, the, the reason why I got involved in it, it, you know, to begin with, was a childhood fascination with the spirit world. I just, um, you know, had always loved the good ghost story. And as I grew older, I started to notice things. And I had a couple of personal experiences that one would consider paranormal. So. It merely started out as a curiosity, and then it blossomed into um, just a, you know, something that I enjoyed to do, a hobby, if you will. Uh-huh. By the way, Tracy, your, your cell phone is better than uh, Jonas's cell phone because you're coming in nice and clear. He keeps breaking up. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can hear him, but he keeps breaking up. But your cell phone is working really well. I got to tell you, I got to tell you and Jonas some interesting things that's happened to me. And um, um, I have, um, I, I, besides doing the radio show, I'm a, I'm a healer, and uh, I was given um, a buzzard feather by an Iroquois medicine woman. Ah. And um, I, I, I usually carry it around with me. I took uh, this feather with me when I was, um, last time I was in Florida. Um, I, I, I go to Florida, I go to Boca. And um, and then I was I took it up to Boston with me. And it's a, heal, it's a feather I use for healing. And when I got home, uh, the, the feather disappeared. I, I just couldn't find, I, I just couldn't find this feather. And... Um, I, I in the suitcase that I thought I was in, I went through like six times, and I couldn't find the feather. And this has been since um, end of September. About two weeks ago, I was laying in bed. I was going, uh, going off to sleep, and I felt something or somebody sit down on my bed behind my back. And um, I put my arm out. There was no, no, nothing. Uh, there was nobody there. And, uh, you know, this happened, this happened a few times in my house here in, in Las Vegas. And um, the next night I couldn't sleep, and I picked up the suitcase, and I went through it again. And right at the top of the suitcase was the feather. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I've heard so, you know, I don't know if somebody, uh, if somebody uh, some spirit out there wanted to use it for healing or whatever, but... I mean, the feathers been missing for almost three months, and and all of a sudden, after that incident in my, on my bed, uh, the feather showed up. Also, a couple of other things that uh, that's happened. I was on those uh, a couple a couple of ghost tours, like I told you, <coughs> excuse me, in uh, in San Diego, and uh, one of the houses that I went to in the gas lamp district, um, I took. Um, we went inside the house, but I, I took a picture on, on the outside of the house. I took three pictures in a row of the same exact spot, and the third spot had an orb in the picture. The third picture, I mean, had an orb in, 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 the, in, the, in the picture. That's wow. cool. Yep. 
we had. Can you hear me now, Marv? Is it breaking I up can hear you. now? Okay. We had something similar happen in one of our hearses with the object disappearing and then reappearing again. Uh, it was actually the, the keys to drive the hearse. We had uh, the hearse over at the garage for some repair work, and I came to pick it up for a tour. And uh, I was cleaning out the hearse inside from all the repair work they've been doing, and uh, suddenly the keys were gone from my pocket. I couldn't find them. Uh, and I, I was going crazy. I was looking everywhere. And uh, in the back of the hearse, I found a, a tool, and I gave it to one of the mechanics. And uh, he said, where did, you, where did you find that? I said, in the back of the hearse where the bodies used to be. I've been looking for that tool for a few days, he said. Okay. Um, the keys were still not found. So I took uh, the garage. They had an extra copy of keys. So I took those keys and uh, went away and uh, did the tour. Uh, the next day we find the spare keys in the back of the hearse in exactly the same spot as we found a missing tool for, for one of the mechanics. Wow. So you know, um, in the hearse where the bodies used to be. Wow. Something else uh, happened while I was on, on the one of those, well, not on the tour in San Diego, but I, uh, you've heard of the Whaley House, uh, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. The Whaley House is the most haunted house in, in, in the United States. And it still says the Travel Channel, anyway. And um, the, uh, we on the both the hearse tour and the actually it wasn't a hearse. It was a it was a it was like a little small tour bus with um, um, decorated inside like it was a hearse, you know. And um, and and it, it was a it, you know it was a nice it was an interesting tour. But um, we went we went to the Whaley House. We went outside and. Um, and uh, then we, um, then we went. Then I went on the walking tour, and I also went to. We also went to the Whaley, Whaley House, and um, the guy there, Michael. I, I can't remember his last name right now, but he um, he had uh, an EMF meter, a, a bigger one than the uh, than the K two, but he he recommended the K two, and uh, he um, I actually saw outside the uh, the uh, the house. I saw the uh, the lights go on as we went to a certain point by the house. Now, I went back to the Whaley House for a third time, but this time I went by myself, and I and I took a tour inside the house, and I didn't have a lot of time in there, but because uh, it was it was getting time, closing time, but I, I walked through the house, and I was taking pictures, and all of a sudden, as I was taking pictures. Like my camera said, your batteries are dead. Mm-hmm. And the, the camera was still working fine for a couple of weeks after uh, after I took those pictures. And I took like a half a dozen pictures that kept saying to me, the, the batteries are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that that's, happens that's so often. Typical. Yeah. yeah. I've stopped even taking cameras on my um, tours because the battery will appear to be drained while I'm on the tour. And then when I get back to my car or I get back home, the battery works just fine. It's just yeah. a really bizarre thing. Uh, it's funny because because the uh, the camera said the batteries are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about some of the haunted places in, in St. Augustine. Okay, well, who should go first? You and me, Tracy. Yep. Why don't you go ahead, and then I'll pick up if you leave anything out. Yeah, my, my favorite spot is um, O.C. White's Tavern, 
Uh, not just because you can drink beer there, but it's also haunted by the uh, ghost of um, of uh, Margaret Worth. The building is from uh, 1790, and uh, Margaret Worth uh, was a widow for many years, and it appears that her spirit is still there in the house. Um, if you go in there, um, I have never, ever failed. I've been over the, in there over 100 times with a K2 EMF meter. I put it on one of the tables, and I ask her, Mrs. Worth, uh, could you show that you're still here? Just, just go to the green light and light up the rest of the lights. And uh, sometimes it, within five seconds, sometimes it takes five minutes or so, but the, the lights were, will flicker up and she will signal that she is there. And uh, we have that on video actually on our website, kiimeter.com, where there's footage from uh, O.C. White's Tavern in St. Augustine, um, where you can see the K2 meter laying on the table and I'm talking to um, Mrs. Worth, and um, it's always fascinating. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> That's my favorite spot. Yeah. What about you? I, my, one of my, my favorite spot. I'm not too much of a bar goer, but I have a favorite spot in St. Augustine too because it never fails to give me results. And that's right at the corner of Treasury Street in Charlotte. Um, that was the site of St. Augustine's first unsolved murder. And I always stopped there last on my haunted St. Augustine tour because Lieutenant Delaney always makes an appearance for me. Every time, I've never had him fail me, and he 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 was actually um, he was actually murdered, and they never caught the guy, the two guys who did it. But that was back in the 1790s. So he's really responsive with the K2 meter, and it always um, you know it's always really exciting for tour guests as well as myself. Well, so how how do my listeners uh, contact you guys? Um, your website. Uh, if they want to book a tour, they want to buy equipment, whatever. Uh, how, how, do, how do they get in touch with you guys? Ghostaugustine.com. You add the G-H-O before St. Augustine. Or you can call um, our uh, toll-free line, 888-OLD-1565. 888 Okay, great. You know, I bought, I bought a new car a few months ago. I bought uh, a Mustang convertible. Uh, you know, I'm going through my second childhood. <laughs> and... Um, I decided, you know, I'm gonna. I have a home in Boca uh, when I'm not in, in Vegas, and um, I'm gonna drive across the country with the with the car because I want to take a road trip with the car. So I'll probably come to St. Augustine. I want to spend some time there. So I'd like to meet you guys and, and maybe uh, check out uh, check out some of your tours and talk about them. Well, it sounds like you like cars, and you will love our 1974 Cadillac. And uh, both both the, our 1974 and 1990 have actually ghosts in them that we also have uh, con- uh, contact with and um, and experience frequently. Right. So we've been but now, Saint Augustine is 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 more or less a, a, lot, a lot of paranormal activity in Saint Augustine, correct? Yeah, the city is, is founded 1565, uh, 1565. That's in the phone number. Old 1565. Really? And we believe 2450 huh. years in two years. It's going to be huge celebrations in St. Augustine. And uh-huh. um, we have so many different battles between the Spanish and the British and the Spanish and Indians and so on. A lot of deaths. And we had the yellow fever go through, through in 1821 that wiped out two thirds of the population. So, a lot, a lot of reasons why we are haunted. And we're also on, on, on the top of the earth ley lines that crisscross. Other other uh, very spiritual places, such as Sedona, Arizona, are also on the ley lines, crossing the ley lines, Machu Picchu, Peru, Glastonbury in England. Um, 
seems like the, the uh, ghost gets uh, amplified and we can uh, cross paths easier at those uh-huh. kind of places. I spent a lot of time in Sedona. I, I, I didn't, you know, that was before I was interested in uh, in, uh, in ghost hunting, but uh, I spent a lot of time in Sedona because it's not too far from here in, in Vegas, and, and um, I do a lot of, um, you know, I, I go to the Hopi Reservation and I, and I and I check out a lot of the uh, uh, Native American uh, uh, places. So uh, uh, next time I go, and I, which I'll probably go to Sedona for about a week while I'm on my trip, and um, I think I'll take my K2 meter to the Hopi Reservation. I bet I'll find some interesting um, uh, situations there. Let us know what you find. You'll find that you'll find that Native Americans tend to settle where where the ley lines cross because they consider it a spiritual place. Right. You know, um, do you know anything about Jerome, uh, Arizona? I do not know. Uh, Jerome, uh, Jerome is about I don't know maybe fifteen or twenty miles from Sedona, and uh, it's a ghost town. It's an old wow. old ghost town, and uh, when I when I say ghost town, I mean like a ghost town from the old west. You know. Yeah. Um, that, that's why it's called the ghost town, but. There's a there's a there's a hotel there called the Grand Hotel, and there's a, a restaurant in the Grand Hotel called the Asylum, and uh, uh, my my co-host uh, that's uh, when she's not traveling around herself is um, uh, we we went there for uh, uh, to, to visit and we went there for dinner one time, and this was um, this uh, uh, Grand Hotel was an old uh, old hospital and it became an insane asylum and a hotel and then a hospital again and now it's um, now it's a hotel again, and uh, while we were having dinner there, uh, uh, she uh, she, uh, she we call her, uh, we don't give out her real name because it's a mystery. We're t- uh, trying to get one of our listeners to solve who she is, but we call her T. Fluffington. And uh, she was with me on, the, on this tour, and we went to have dinner at the asylum, and she saw a little boy running around. And she actually uh, saw this little, I didn't see it, but she saw this little boy running around. And while, while talking to the um, um, to the servers there, they described to her exactly what she saw. Wow. And, and it was exact. Well, the, yeah, it's, it's quite unusual with a visual apparition to see it with your own eyes. That's uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, if you ever get a chance to get them out west, um, you might want to check out Jerome. Um, like I say, it's uh, it's right near Sedona, and uh, it's, it's. But anyways, uh, I, I've got I got Bob Miley's son coming on uh, next, so um, I gotta I gotta talk to to the Rohan. So um, Jonas and, and Tracy, like I said, uh, as I'm coming through uh, St. Augustine, I'd like to meet up with you guys, get to know you, and uh, and 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 and. and Check out the tours and talk more about it on later shows. That sounds that great. great. We look forward to it. And thanks for having us on the show. All right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Right. Take care.
she just wants some more. I think you better call. Okay, back to Marv on the Marv Cutler Show. Back to you, Marv. Uh, well, that that was uh, Jonas and Tracy from um, from Ghost Augustine, and um, uh, it's a really um, interesting. Uh, they're in- interesting people, and uh, I, I just if you know if you're listening to my show for the years I've been on, I just started getting as interested in ghost hunting, and uh, it's a very it's a very interesting uh, thing to to check out the paranormal and the ghost hunting and. Uh, uh, I want to find the ghost of Bob Molly's son because we don't know where he is. We're trying to reach him, and uh, he doesn't seem to be, uh, he, he seems to be out of range or something. And I was hoping to have uh, Rohan Molly on the show tonight, and um, I don't know what's happening. Uh, Lee is making every effort to get a hold of him. So we're going to try to get our next guest, David Short. And uh, these people are at, 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 the, at the CES Consumer Electronics Show here in Vegas, and they're probably tied up with uh, distributors and buyers and uh, and media people, so uh, it's very difficult to get a hold of them. Uh, so if um, if you get anybody there now, if not, um, can we get some um, Dave Brubeck and uh, Take 5? This is attributed to a great, great jazz musician who had the biggest selling uh, jazz record of the 20th century, um, Take Five, and uh, Dave passed away a couple weeks ago at, uh, at 92, and uh, he's just a wonderful musician, wonderful jazz great, and uh, uh, here's uh, Dave Brubeck and uh, Take Five. Thank you. 
was Dave Brubeck uh, with uh, the great Take Five, and that was uh, uh, Dave on piano, uh, Paul Desmond on on the alto, uh, Jack Six on bass, and um, the great Joe Morello on drums. Uh, that that was a great tune, and that was like the uh, the number one uh, jazz recording of the 20th century. So uh, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I get some more music come out by some of the, some way great uh, artists, and um, there's one I didn't have listed there with um, um, with Lee. So if he if he uh, if he's while well, he's after that uh, the next tune uh, maybe you can uh, find Willie and the Handjob by Johnny Otis. In the meantime, I, I want to uh, mention um, also the the finest accommodations uh, that I had this past year, and uh, as, like I said, I. I tour around the country a lot, and I stay at a lot of different places, and I do these travel reports. And the number one accommodations for the year, for last year, was the Virginia Beach Resort Hotel. The Virginia Beach Resort Hotel. Virginia Beach Resort Hotel is a wonderful place. I had this. Uh, it's, it's on the bay. Um, I had this. Uh, the, they're all suites. And the suites are absolutely magnificent. Uh, the, uh, you know, I sent <laughs> pictures of the people that I know, friends and family. Every, people aren't even talking to me anymore they, when they saw pictures of these these magnificent suites that I stayed in. The, the suite I stayed in—it was just incredible. It's overlooking the uh, water, and you can see that that twelve, not twelve, eighteen-mile bridge, seventeen-point-nine-mile bridge. Which um, I'm, not, I'm not a big uh, bridge person. I I'm not crazy about uh, going over bridges. Matter of fact. I don't even go over the bridge to Coronado when I'm in San Diego. <laughs> hey, Mark. And I don't know how I get talked into going over this one, but I didn't know it was 18 miles long. It's a bridge and a tunnel. But anyway, the uh, the, the Virginia Beach Resort Hotel is my number one um, uh, accommodations uh, for the year. So if you're, if you're going up uh, north or if you're in the north or if you're in the Virginia, uh, Virginia Beach area in Virginia, that's the place to go, the Virginia Beach Resort Hotel. So um, the next two songs, a couple of people that uh, uh, that passed away also this past year, a couple of great artists. Uh, first, I'm going to ha- uh, play uh, uh, At Last by Edda um, James, and then uh, who was following death just a couple of days later by the man that discovered her, uh, Johnny Otis, and Willie and the Hand Jive. So here's Edda James at last, and then uh, Johnny Otis with Willie and the Hand Jive.
And we're back, Marv. Oh, we're back. Okay. Hey, uh, you know, you were just telling me a story while that record was playing. Um, um, uh, we were talking about the ghosts, and you had a, a, a paranormal experience with your Bluetooth headset? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it was before the show, you know, but we... Oh, you know, we, cause, okay. Cause, well, cause, maybe cause, the knew that, that these guys were coming on, and probably, they were... They were trying to mess mess with us before the uh, before the show. Probably, yeah, maybe because because uh, it's after we talked. You know, you you called and we did we prep for the show and then um, so I'm playing around with my new uh, Bluetooth headset accessory with my phone, and then all of a sudden my phone starts acting wacky, and wow, you know I tried to turn it off, it, I couldn't turn it off, I couldn't get it, get the screen to display anything, and then the alarm started going off. Uh, so I just put it in the other room where I couldn't hear it, and I figured I'd let the battery die. Uh, and uh, but I just went back in there, and the battery's almost dead. But now it's it's acting normal again. But uh-huh. you see, now we talked about the, the the ghost hunters before the show. I called you. I spoke to you earlier in the day, and and this is when it happened. Right after we spoke spoke about the ghost hunters. So there's something going on out there. Yeah, I hope it's just limited to the cell phones because I'd hate for it to. Uh, <laughs> Extend to you know some of the I mean, other equipment. Know, even Jonas's cell phone wasn't uh, wasn't the best. He was uh, uh, he was uh, sort of uh, breaking up on me a little, uh, quite a bit there when I first started talking to him. It was, it was hard to catch what he was saying, you know. Hey, I gotta I gotta tell you another funny story. So I'm in, I'm in, I'm at this party here at the uh, at the casino, um, and um, they're, they're walking around serving food. And the bar is open, and they're, and they're serving food, and, and 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 they're serving stuff that I can't eat because uh, for, for kosher reasons. And uh, you know they had like beef sliders uh, with cheese. You know you, you can't mix uh, meat and dairy. And um, they um, so this uh, this uh, young lady came over and, and with this, with this tray, and I said, "What do you got?" She says, "Pork sliders." I said, "Oh, pork, huh?" She says, "Yeah." I says. Is it kosher? She <laughs> says, "I don't know. Let me check." Yeah, just yeah. So uh, yeah, I do that all the time. It, you know, I go, uh, "Hey, uh, well, that that's particularly funny because obviously that's a that's a what oxymoron. You know, you can't have kosher pork, right?" And, right. And uh, but I do that too because I, uh, you know, I don't I don't eat pork, and uh, so I'm I'm constantly you know I'm I'll, I'll be at a restaurant and hey uh, the spaghetti and meatballs what what kind of meat are those meatballs made out of? And, uh, you know, I used to just ask, hey, is there pork in those meatballs? And they go, oh, no, 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 there's no pork in the meatballs. You know, And then, you, of course, there's pork in the meat. There is pork in the meatballs, but they're just saying that, you know. So I go, well, what kind of meat is, is the meatball made out of? And then the waitress is always, um, hold on, I'll check. You know, it takes her about two, three minutes and two minutes usually. And then she's back to tell me, you know, she's, oh, well, they've got pork and beef. I go, great. I'll have the... Uh, I'll have a Caesar salad, you know, or something like that. So. <laughs> well, well, most places, if you go to a, you know to a real good Italian restaurant, most places, if you have meatballs, uh, the um, uh, they're, they're usually made with beef, and there's no pork in it. That's good. Uh, yeah, a lot of yeah. I mean, I you love. Know, even I, when I, I make love meatballs, meatballs at home, or you know, my ex-wives, <laughs> plural, <laughs> they used to make uh, you know meatballs, and you know. Uh, they used to, you know, it was, all, it was always all beef, but you know, but sometimes my my my, uh, 
my last ex-wife, she would, um, uh, she would make sometimes with pork. You know, this was before I, I was observant, and, and she would make it with, uh, with pork and, and beef sometimes. But, you know, I would know about it. So if I didn't want to eat it, I didn't have to, you know. Uh, but uh, most 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 good places, uh, it's just made with beef. But it's, if you don't eat pork, it's a good thing to ask because you never can tell. No, you really can't. And really, you never know, uh, I guess, how the meat is prepared. They could have put a, the beef through the same grinders they put the pork through at the deli. You right. Know, so. right, right, right. You know, that's something I never even thought of, and you're right about that. It's, uh, that's an interesting uh, thing. I never even... Never even, never even entered my mind. But the funny thing was this, this, this server t- tonight, and, and I asked her was if, if the pork was kosher, and she said, I don't know, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to tell her I was only being facetious. Oh, okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's not kosher, believe me. Don't even check. Yeah. <laughs> by definition, uh, pork is unkosher, right? Just by definition, right? Right. That's like that's like it, it was uh, it was funny. I was in and we were talking earlier to uh, to Jonas about um, uh, Sedona, Arizona, and um, and there's a um, a Jewish style deli there in Sedona, and um, and I and I and I called them up to see if it was a kosher deli one time, and I and. I said, "What uh, what days you open?" She says, "Monday to Saturday. We'll close Sunday." <laughs> I said, "Oh, uh, is it is your food kosher?" She says, "I don't know. Let me check." But if they're open Saturday, they're not kosher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what are these Pro- Protestants? Because love uh, love the pork. You know, I, it's like uh, you know, I'll go home for. Well, I don't do it anymore, but uh, you know, I go home for Christmas dinner or whatever with my family, and I serve up a big ham, you know, or something like that. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll have potatoes and vegetables today or whatever. When I go see Rohan uh, Molly, by the way, tomorrow, I'm going to cut off his dreadlocks over this, and and uh, that'll be the end of that. So in the meantime, let's have Bob Molly and uh, One Love.
Okay, we're back with Marv Color on the Marv Color Show. Ah, let's get together and we'll be all right. That that's uh, the great Bob Molly and his son uh, tomorrow will be missing his dreadlocks when I get through with him after after not being around the this show. But he's probably busy, and I can understand he he does this show once a year, and it's uh it's probably I'm gonna I'll, I'll talk to him. Maybe we'll get him on next time. Uh, in the meantime, um, I want to play this great jazz classic. Uh, this is the uh, the great Coleman Hawkins and Body and Soul. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
is back to Marv Color on the Marv Color Show. The strains of Miles Melody in the background with the, with my with my old buddy, my late uh, Al Vega, playing Miles Melody. And uh, until next time, have a marvelous week. Thanks for listening, and ciao. Time out.